Even in forward-looking technology, the past is needed to avoid mistakes. In the field of artificial intelligence, there are periods of reduced funding, known as AI winters, where there is reduced interest in funding in AI research. These periods arise following a disappointment in AI progress from the government and business investment community. Given the renewed interest in artificial intelligence today in fields such as driverless car technology, it is necessary to carefully review these past historic episodes to learn how the conditions of AI winter arise and perhaps how they may be avoided. The specific historical period that will be addressed is the 1980s, first with the rise and fall of expert systems. The 1980s are a typical example of the boom and bust of AI investment. Initial promising results leads to increased funding and expectation, but when promised results do not occur, funding is drastically reduced. In reviewing this historical period, we will see the economic and reputational risks of AI winters, why AI winters are not a death knell for research, and how AI winters may be dealt with in the future. Expert systems are digital artificial intelligence which attempt to solve complex problems by reasoning through bodies of knowledge using if-then logic rather than the root code of conventional programming. Expert systems were used in domains where the subject's domains were complex and expert judgment critical to successful outcomes, such as diagnosing disease or identifying organic molecules. According to the Stanford Heuristic Programming Project lead and expert systems pioneer, these intelligent systems derive their power from the knowledge they possess, rather than the specific formalisms and inference schemes they use. In the 1980s, these systems were widely adopted by Fortune 500 companies and were some of the earliest examples of successful AI used in the broader economy. The combination of these rules resulted in an overall design that exceeded the capabilities of the experts themselves, and in many cases outperformed their human counterparts. All was not well in the expert systems market, however. Expert systems were expensive to maintain because of the cost of new knowledge acquisition. Human experts in the subject domain faced other time constraints from within their organization. Expert systems eventually proved to be brittle as well, with fuzzy logic problems producing erratic behavior from the machine. Expert systems were also designed to be accessible to be programmed by experts. While this was the theory behind these systems, in practice they were susceptible to code complexity as in standard programming, and such in syntax issues such as misplaced commas. The death knell for the expert system was the adoption of personal computers from IBM, which offered a cheap and powerful internal processor in contrast to the expensive mainframe processing of expert systems. In the 1990s and beyond, the term expert system and the idea of a standalone AI system mostly dropped from the AI lexicon. There are two interpretations of this. One is that expert systems failed. The AI world moved on because expert systems did not deliver on their overhyped promise. The other is opposite, that expert systems were simply victims of their own success. As professionals grasped concepts such as rule engines, such tools migrated from being standalone for special purpose expert systems to being one of many tools. These alternatives left consumers with no reason to buy an expensive specialized machine and the entire industry worth over half a billion dollars was replaced almost in a single year. Through this example, we can see the adoption and collapse of the AI marketplace for multiple factors. 
First and foremost, simpler human-based alternatives were introduced in place of AI logic. Although automation makes the claim of eliminating human effort, this example proves human effort and root programming can be nearly as efficient and more cost-effective, and companies won't bother maintaining an automated process for the mere fact that it's automated. Second, and extended off this fact, AI research and application is as much an economic affair as it is an academic one. Another example from this period proves the reputational risks of AI. At the same time expert systems failed at DARPA, DARPA had hoped for and felt it had been promised a system that could respond to voice commands from a pilot with researchers working on the Speech Understanding Research Program at Carnegie Mellon University. The SIR team had developed a system which could recognize spoken English, but only if the words were spoken in a particular order. DARPA felt it had been duped, and in 1974, they canceled a $3 million grant. The Information Processing Technology Office of DARPA by 1985 had spent $100 million and 92 projects were underway at 60 institutions, half in industry, half in universities and government labs. AI research was generously funded by the IPTO. Later in the year, in 1987, Jack Schwartz, the leader at the IPTO, cited these failures, such as the SIR project, for the rollback in AI funding and dismissed expert systems as clever programming and cut funding to AI deeply and brutally, eviscerating the IPTO. Schwartz felt that DARPA should focus its funding only on those technologies which showed the most promise. A final lesson from this case is AI winters are not so much extension events as a, shut, as a slowdown. In the case of DARPA, a few projects survived the funding cuts, including Pilot's Assistant and an Autonomous Land Vehicle, and the DART Battle Management System, which was successful. Nick Bostrom explained that a lot of cutting-edge AI has filtered into general applications, often without being called AI because once something becomes useful and common enough, it's not labeled AI anymore. Many observers still think that the AI winter was the end of the story, and that nothing since comes, has came of the AI field, wrote Ray Kurzweil in 2005. Yet many thousands of AI applications are deeply embedded in the infrastructure of every industry. Technologies developed by AI researchers have achieved commercial success in a number of domains, such as machine translation, data mining, industrial robotics, logistics, speech recognition, banking software, medical diagnosis, and the Google search engine. Many researchers in the mid-2000s deliberately called their work other names, such as machine learning, analytics, and knowledge-based systems. John Markoff in the, 2000, in the New York Times in 2005 said, at its low point, some computer scientists and software engineers avoided the term artificial intelligence for fear of being viewed as wild-eyed dreamers. After reviewing these factors, lessons can be drawn to help the AI community better plan for winters and reduce damage to their research. Number one, hype cycles. The AI winters can be partly understood as a sequence of overinflated expectations and subsequent crash seen in stock markets. In a common pattern in the development of new technology known as a hype cycle, an event, typically a technological breakthrough, creates publicity which feeds on itself to create a peak of inflated expectations followed by a trough of disillusionment. 
scientific and technological processes can't keep pace with the publicly publicity-fueled increase in expectations among investors and other stakeholders, and a crash must follow. Number two, institutional factors. Research on AI often takes the form of interdisciplinary research in universities and research institutions like DARPA. Funding is channeled through the established departments, and during budget cuts, there will be a tendency to shield the core contents of each department at the expense of interdisciplinary and less traditional research projects. Three, economic factors. Downturns in the country's national economy cause budget cuts in universities. The core contents tendency worsens the effect of AI research and investors in the market are more likely to put their money into less risky ventures during a crisis. Together, this may amplify an economic downturn into an AI winter. Applying these lessons to today. One, the largest responsibility of AI researchers today is to manage the expectations both internally within the scientific community and externally to business people and stakeholders in products. The hype cycle is damaging to AI research as many projects such as self-driving car technology will take years to complete and to have funding cut from mismanaged expectations is a sure way to fail projects. Rather than make lofty promises, researchers should convince investors to expect micro-improvements. For example, Anne Murya Co, a venture capitalist who sits on the board of Lyft, says she thinks part of the problem is high expectations for autonomous cars themselves, classifying anything less than full autonomy as a failure. To quote her, to expect to go from zero to level five is a mismatch in expectations more than a failure of technology. I see all these micro-improvements as extraordinary features on the journey towards full autonomy. Two, researchers should also consider shielding themselves from the institutional, fickle nature of universities through partnership with private sector firms. If companies can realize that basic research leads to applied research and economic progress, more AI research could occur in private institutions, which would allow for this institutional hurdle to be overcome. Three, to combat the economic downturn issue, researchers should attempt a more counter-cyclical budget system. If tighter budgets can be held, this money could help maintain research, even in times of economic downturn. Overall, this historical period sheds light on the human elements of AI winter. Just as stock market manias are driven by unrealistic consumer expectations, so are AI winters. Every researcher should be aware of the risks involved in starting research, and by examining this historical episode can employ new strategies to avoid short-term research failures. Thank you.